we all want to matter. Whether that expression of mattering comes from your job, your promotion, your bank account, your grades, your friendships, the clique you're a part of, how skinny you are, how big your butt is, um, how beautiful you think you are, uh, how well you do in sports, um, your marriage status, how many kids you have, how healthy they are, how your kids turned out, right? Like we all define and wrap our identity in this game we're playing and how well we play it. I believe God put a specific light in your heart for a purpose, for you to shine it into this world in a way that nobody else can, a light that is unique as the print on your finger. And our job is to take that light and go love people with it in this world. Everywhere you go, you have a ministry. You don't just have to be a preacher to have a ministry. Your light is your ministry. It's how you shine it at your job, at your family, at the dinner table with your friends, at the movies, at the park, at your apartment. Everywhere you go, you are made to shine your light. Do it, be it, love people, be kind, honor them, honor yourself. This is made to shine. What's up, friends? This is delightful. I love, I'm in my recording podcast episodes era. And it's wonderful. I'm just going to be very honest with you, as I always am. You're going to get a lot of workout clothes. Like, like probably 99.8769% of the time, it's going to be workout clothes because that's what I live in if I can help it. All that to say, um, I have, oh, this is so fun. Y'all can see, I typically am like on podcasts um, describing my environment. This is Ruthie. She's a nut. She's quite psychotic, but she's cute. And she just kind of, you know, those dogs that just, they, they kind of just mold into, it's like you put them somewhere and they fit. They're like water. They just fit the area that you put them. She's adorable. She's my sister's dog. She's not my dog. Some of y'all on Instagram asked if I would get a dog. You know, I'm kind of in that anti-dog prime year life right now. So no, not at the moment. I almost got a dog when I was right out of college. I, you know how some women, they like get the uh, they really want a baby. And so they start looking at all these babies and they're like, oh, I want a baby so bad. I was like that, but with dogs. Um, but I just haven't got, I, I don't know. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So all that to say, I'm so excited. I love, I mean, hopefully y'all are excited that we're pivoting to doing more of these on YouTube and online. I think maybe it'll be more personal. I know for me, I love when I listen to, I listen to so many podcasts and YouTube videos. I'm such a nerd in that regard, but it's nice to see the person. Um, I just will promise you it's not going to be fancy. It is never fancy with me. Are we going to do a fancy studio? Maybe sometimes, but most of the time it's going to be me and workout clothes coming to you with whatever it is on my heart. And today we are, so the other day, one of my friends was, um, 
we were chatting about sales. And she is a killer or a killer salesperson. We were in network marketing together. And so my network marketing business, I started when I was 18. And so I did corporate sales for a while. And literally, it's funny because when I was like 23 out of college and doing corporate sales, I was like, I've been cold calling people for five years. I was cold calling people at like 18 asking if they were interested in nutrition systems. And all that to say, we were talking about what it is that we think sets us apart from people who give up super fast. Because we do. I mean, we live in a world where if you don't get results like ASAP, you, you're out. That's what people think. Like, this is the wrong thing, right? I always joke, we live in a, we live in a microwave society. People want to pop their dreams in and 15 seconds later have them come out. But God is so much of a crockpot God. Like things have to simmer. Things have to take a little bit. And all that to say, we were talking about like why, what we think makes us different that we're still doing this, right? That we're, that we're still in sales, that we're still on our social media platform. She's a model. So it's like, we're still like, how, what's different? These are the kind of conversations I have with my friends. (laughs) That's like self-development never leaves you even at the dinner table with friends. All that to say, we came to this conclusion. It's because we simply stayed in the game. And that kind of pegs the question, what does staying in the game look like? And what's the game? What's the game? And it kind of, it made me go in this tailspin of thoughts of, okay, what's the game? You know, in life, I feel like we are all, we are hustling and we're moving and we're making moves and we're doing all these things almost as if life is just this game that we're, that we're like Mario Kart in trying to get to the next level, right? Maybe we're in the level where like the bananas come out of the cart's butt and we're trying to get to the one where we can jump on the mushrooms. It's been a while since I played Mario Kart. But we treat life like that. Like we're constantly trying to get to that next promotion or we're trying to date that person or trying to get that friend group or trying to get into that company or trying to get that amount in our investment account or our savings account or a high yield savings account. We treat it like this game. And I think what I began to understand is staying in the game. You have to define what the game is for you. Like my game is going to be different than your game. And you could say like staying in the game, maybe it's sales, maybe it's marketing. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it's your life. Maybe it's your health. I want to take a step back. When we think about staying in the game, I want it to mean a little something deeper. Because for a lot of people, I think staying in the game is, it's their, it's their money. It's the job, which isn't, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you kind of peel back that onion, so to speak, there's a deeper, there's a deeper staying in the game there. I think we all, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I've got a, I literally on my to-do list, I have speech written. I have a 
talk I'm giving coming up and it's to a crowd that is like every single age you can represent safely. Uh, they're in this crowd. And I was thinking like, what's the universal thing here, right? Like if I'm speaking to a kindergartner, what is that thing that kindergartner's feeling that the 70-year-old in the audience is also feeling? Like, what is that? What is that? I actually, a mentor of mine told me yesterday, he said, Annie, you know, the best speakers are the ones that go to the crowd and they don't speak to the highest intellectual. Like if you speak to the most intellectual person in the crowd, you're going to hit maybe 2% of people. But if you can speak to the lowest intellectual person in the crowd, you will connect with all people. And I think that's because at the end of the day, it's not intellect, it's not knowledge, it's not all that that binds us, but it's pain and it's scars and it's hurt. It's feeling not good enough. It's wanting approval from other people. I mean, whether you're in kindergarten or you're 76 years old, you want that approval. You want that praise. You want to say, you want people to say like, good job. You want people to say you're enough. You want, I think what I came back to is people to say you matter. You matter. And so to me, I think this game, if you will, of life that we've all kind of sucked ourselves into is we play this game to matter. We all want to matter. Whether that expression of mattering comes from your job, your promotion, your bank account, your grades, your friendships, the clique you're a part of, how skinny you are, how big your butt is, um, how beautiful you think you are. Uh, how well you do in sports, um, your marriage status, how many kids you have, how healthy they are, how your kids turned out, right? Like we all define and wrap our identity in this game we're playing and how well we play it. And so the other day when my friend and I were talking and she was like, Annie, I think we just, we've stayed in the game. I left that conversation. And I was like, but what is the game really? Because I think about my life and when I've been playing the game of life and winning with the promotions and the money and the brand endorsements, and I've also been at, at times some of my most broken and upset. You know, I'd do the Instagram live or what have you. And then I'd get off and be like, I don't feel good. Like, what is my life? Do I matter? One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the woman with the internal bleeding. Right? So for those of you who don't know uh, this story, oh, sorry, Ruru. Um, for those, I just kicked Ruthie. Uh, for those of you who don't know the story, there's a woman and she has been experiencing bleeding for 12 years, internal bleeding. And that will preach, right? It's often the, the things that we don't see about people that are really affecting them, the things that we see on the outside. But she basically, she's experiencing this internal bleeding for 12 years and Jesus is walking by and there's this massive crowd. It's just Jesus, like Jesus is walking by. He's kind of at the height of his ministry. Like, you know, he, there's a lot of things that happen. So people know who this dude is and he's walking 
And it'd be like Taylor Swift going to Moe's for some queso, right? And people are just like, oh my goodness, T-Swift. I'm not trying to equate Taylor Swift to Jesus, but I'm just saying, trying to give you a visual here, things are crowded. And this woman, literally, she pushes through and she's just like, I can just touch him. I can just touch him. Then maybe things will get better. And she does. And she's instantly healed. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns around in this crowd and he's like, who touched me? And his disciples are like, bro. Bro. This place is loco coco. Everyone's trying to touch you. You're asking who touched you? Like, are you crazy? That's going to take forever. And they were in a rush. They were trying to go somewhere else that was for a way more important person on paper. And he turned around. And this reason this is my favorite story is because of what he called her when he found out who touched him. It's the only place in the Bible that Jesus uses the word daughter. It's the only place in the Bible. And so to me, what that tells me is like, Jesus wasn't just interested in her getting physical healing. There were things in her heart that he needed to heal. Things like her wondering if she mattered, if anyone cared. Things like wondering who she was, why she was here. Things that a lot of us wrestle with. And we try to just heal things on the outside. That's all she wanted. She just wanted the the bleeding to go away. But Jesus turned around to call her something that would heal even deeper on the inside. That lady knew how to stay in the game. She reached for the one that could give her the ultimate healing. What does staying in the game look like? It doesn't look like. See, I used to think it looked like every single day doing what I called my income producing activities and my non-negotiables, which for sales is always like reach outs and follow-ups. But life changes and things happen. And sometimes the things that you're like staying in the game for, they're no longer happening. So what does staying in the game look like then? When maybe you're no longer at that job or you're no longer doing that thing or you're no longer in that relationship. And I think that's where we run into these identity crises because, did I say that right? Crises? Crises. Crises? It's funny, I'm an author, but I like barely passed English in high school, so bear with me. Um, When we run into these things where we are stripped of the things we have been identifying ourselves with for so long, we don't know who we are. How do you stay in the game when you don't know who you are in the game? How do you stay in the game when you don't have the game anymore? When you're being put on the bench? a horrible feeling. And then I realized, oh, we've got the game so wrong. We're over here playing this game of life, like trying to get up all these levels. And God is like, "Mm -mm." staying in the game, the ultimate game 
guess what? Your savior played that game and he won for you. And so for you staying in the game, the real thing looks like holding close to your savior who already won the game. That woman said, if I can just get close enough to him. She was in this massive mega crowd. And she didn't look at the crowd. She said, I'm going to go be close to my savior. That is what staying in the game looks like. It's when everything goes to crap nuggets around you. Are you staying close to God? Are you staying close to Jesus? If I can just touch him, if I can just be close to him, that's staying in the game. Because I'll tell you what. Life is going to kick you and spit you out sometimes. In the past six weeks, I was literally on the car on the way over here. A worship song came on that I had not heard in um, a while. Last time I heard it was six weeks ago when I was about to embark on this new thing that ended up just being a crap shot. And in the past six weeks, there have been nights I have gone to bed shaking. There have been mornings I've woken up sweating because like the, the, the panic and the fear and the terror, it's just been all consuming. Some of it I could control and I didn't control it well. Some of it I couldn't control. To me, staying in the game, it didn't look like trophies. It didn't look like showing up and closing deals and slinging opportunities and getting all these endorsements. It looked like staying close to Jesus. And so for the discouraged, because maybe you're like, any stay in the game. I, I've tried. I've tried. Like, I, I tried to talk to my boss about giving me that promotion. I tried for five years. I've tried to have kids. Any, I have tried to make this business work. I have tried. I have invested so much money into that opportunity. I've invested so much time into these friends. I've invested so much energy and so many prayers into this marriage and into this relationship. It, it, I don't want to stay in the game anymore. I'm tired. Some of you, that's where you are. And I'll tell you, I hear you, sister. And I hear you, brother. I've, I've been there. Maybe that isn't the game. Maybe it's not a game at all. Maybe it's holding close to the one who already won the game that we're all playing. So I came to you post-workout on this rainy day in Atlanta to tell you to stay in the game, but not the one you've been playing that's been leaving you broken and exhausted. Stay in the one that is you clinging to your heavenly father and holding the hand of the one 
that says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Ruthie is doing some very skeptical things right now with a rug that my mother loves dearly. So I'm going to have to go. I love you. I'm rooting you on. And know that you are beautiful. You are loved. You are chosen. My favorite adjective God calls us. You are set apart. And you are pursued. Your Heavenly Father pursues you every day. And if you take anything from this, I pray you just walk in the posture the rest of your day like you matter and that you're here for something. I'm sending you love. Hey friend, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me, hang out with my guests and listen all the way through. Hey, listen, before you log off, I have an ask for you. I'm not very good at asking people for things, so really putting my foot forward here and asking that if this podcast has in any way, shape, or form helped you, helped your friends, helped your family, helped your spirit, helped your soul, helped your mind, helped your body, helped your heart, would you please, for your friend Annie, leave a review, leave a comment, put some stars out there, be honest, of course, but it would really help me out if you would like and review this podcast, especially if it's made any sort of impact in your life so that it can then go forth and help whoever else God needs to hear this message. I'm sending you love. I'm cheering for you, rooting for you. Let's go have an awesome day.